0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. My name is Teddy Parsons, and I am flying solo today. My dear friend Lisa is burning up her PTO. Just kidding. We don't get paid shit for doing this. She is out there handling family business because she's an awesome mom and an awesome person. So, but I am really excited you are joining us today. And I am geeked to introduce our special guest, Amy Pierce-Standers who is the founder of E3 Coaching Studio, and she also serves as an alumni career coach and student career advisor at Grand Valley State University there in Allendale, Michigan. Good morning, my friend. Welcome to the podcast And how the heck are you, Amy? I'm
1: amazing, Teddy. How about you?
0: You I gotta tell my listeners, Amy brings the energy. So if you, uh, you will want to turn down your volume because she is hyped up.. So, <laughs> so my friend, what do our listeners need to know about you? Who is Amy and what makes her tick?
1: Oh, what makes me tick? Great question, Teddy. What makes me tick is watching people lean into the lives that they want to live. And what I mean by that is lives that fulfill them, uh, that make them spark and bring them joy versus the I shoulds or I have been pushed intos. Uh, So that definitely makes me tech. And who am I? I am a person who gives a shit about humanity and what we aspire to be. And I believe that my work creates greater communities because if people are happier in their work lives, then they're going to be happier in their personal lives. Awesome. Okay. So
0: thank you so much for sharing that great information. And we're going to talk more about E3 here in a minute. So so our listeners know you and I go a long way back. We have a long history and you are truly one of my favorite people. Um, we will also put a direct link to your website under the narrative for today's episode. We can, our listeners love to research people and, uh, reach out.
1: Thank okay. you, Kelly.
0: Yeah, so let's uh, talk now. Let's get into our conversation. So, you know, we all may recall this crazy thing, you know, that's been going on for the last two years called the pandemic, COVID-19, that has uprooted our daily lives and has changed the world as we know it. Amy, can you share with our listeners how the pandemic has changed the landscape of how people look for a new career or how they have had to learn to hold on to the careers they have? What has shifted? What's changed, in your opinion, as a, a career professional? What do, you, what do you think is going on?
1: So uh, you right now, we're hearing a lot about the great resignation. I prefer to call it the great reset. Um, For me, um, as a career developer, one of the greatest things that has come from the pandemic was space and reflection time for individuals to determine, am I happy in what I'm doing? It also provided space to see your companies in their true light. How did they handle the ongoing, often tumultuous background, but how did that reflect on the employee experience? And uh, the great reset from my mind um, or standpoint, viewpoint, is that people have reflected I'm in the wrong role, wrong organization, or I'm ready to take the leap because I value my happiness over the paycheck course we still need the paycheck, but is there better alignment? So a lot of the folks that I am working with kind of had the aha moments over the pandemic and are looking intrinsically for something that is not just that dollar at the end of the week or the bi-weekly, but where can I be satisfied? Um, and for holding on to jobs, uh, To be honest, Teddy, I'm not seeing a lot of people, I mean, of course there are folks that wanna stay in their roles, but when it comes to holding on to jobs, people who are very satisfied with the work that they're doing are feeling a lot of pressure from their employing organizations to get butts back in seats. Even though their roles, they were very successful doing it remotely, their productivity, happiness quotients went up, and so they're feeling a lot of angst around around that, Um, and not to say we all have different personality uh, types, styles, work preferences, but a lot of folks that I'm hearing from, they don't want to go fully remote, but they don't want to necessarily be fully in the office. They want a hybrid option.
0: Okay because you mentioned that word great resignation or the great reset, I have a question for you. I have several friends and colleagues who have actually left what I thought were pretty lucrative careers and positions and are working at places with less money. Have you seen that? Because I'm actually finding that uh, really interesting that people, have you seen that as well, people leaving Uh, better, uh, maybe they're being better paid, but they're actually taking a cut and pay to be happy?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So what do you think that's all about?
1: Uh, Again, it is prioritizing um, work-life fit, personal happiness, authenticity above status of the dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And so-
0: It's the first
1: time in my 20 years where I have seen people being willing to take a pay cut for um, happiness. So it's a new it's a new world.
0: You know, it's interesting, Amy, as we're kind of talking about this, you know, uh, uh, Lisa and I joke on here, if you listen to the podcast, we say we have PhDs, uh, we're doctors of talk. One of yeah. the things, uh you know, we just make up shit as we go along. Um, One of the things is that as we're talking, I'm wondering if a lot of the great resignation or the great reset, as you call it, is psychological, that some people feel that so much was taken from them during the pandemic or COVID-19. Do you think they're thinking, you know what, I just need to regroup and I want to reassess? And if that means finding happiness for little or you know, for less pay, do you think that's a part of it as well?
1: Oh, I think it's a huge part. Um, just that realization. And then also, it was the first time in our lived history um, for most working professionals um, that we got to experience not, not commuting, not paying for the wardrobe, not, not, not having to do all of these things and realizing that we can uh, create relationships. And it also, because we have been in a panic mode. <laughs> uh, for a lot of the last couple of years, it also lessened people's fear to take the leap. And uh, there's some fields that I'm seeing major exodus from because of the trauma and stress that came along with it. Okay,
0: thanks, Amy for sharing that. Now, with your client base, are you seeing any of your clients actually uh, starting their own businesses or doing their own consulting? The reason I say that is we know the new economy is driven is being driven by entrepreneurialism. So yep. are your clients doing that? Are they talking to you about, I'm just going to go be my own
1: person and do my own thing? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, I've had probably at least 10 clients. Um In the last two years, who going through their introspection and iteration process have decided to go out and become solopreneurs and consultants. It's definitely a driver that's out there and wanting to be responsible for one's own schedule type of work and how work is delivered. Okay, so now I'm
0: going to ask you to hang on here because this is a doozy of a question.
1: All right, you know, I'm I'm, ready. Fam-
0: I'm famous on this podcast for asking three questions, a uh, cheap way to uh, get some uh, answers there. So what are the top requested services you are seeing, or seeing over the past year? What is trending as it comes to challenges that you're seeing in the career world? And how are you helping others to o- overcome these barriers? Again, yes. That was three questions in one, and you can answer it however you
1: want. All right. Uh, So top requested services. Uh, I would say uh, for me, uh, two things currently. I offer a three-hour intensive program called the Discovery Roadmap, and that is really, if you were doing it with me, Teddy, it'd be the Teddy Show. It's three hours of who is Teddy? Let's Discover, dig in, and then walking away with actionable goals to get you closer to where you want to be. Uh, The special thing about the Discovery Roadmap is it applies to career and life, and going through the process really highlights what you're lacking and where you want to go. So I would say that's first service. Second one is, (coughs) excuse me, folks who are transitioning um, or want to transition into a new role, but they're like, I've done the same thing for five years or 25 years. I don't know how to go about this. I, you know, creating a resume, a cover letter, how do I interview, where do I look for jobs, and all of those things. So I would say in the last year, that has been the top requested services. Um, As for trending, I wanna clarify the question. Are you looking for trends in um, hot jobs, trends in the job search world? Clarify for me, I'm gonna throw your doozy back at you, Teddy.
0: Don't you question me, I'm the host. No, I'm just kidding. No, whatever trends you're seeing, uh, maybe uh, trends that are in specifically related to Amy Pierce-Danders as a career coach. What trends are you seeing that might be different than two years ago?
1: So uh, I, I hate to say it uh, to the world of HR and the world of education, uh, but several of my clients are coming from those fields, um, feeling overworked. Um, uh, unrecognized and choosing to leave those fields for other fields. So that is a population that has increased dramatically. And I've been doing this work over the last 20 years. Um, As for trends, employers are taking longer. I know we keep hearing about um, candidates are ghosting Um, interviewers, but from my side, from my client side, I'm actually seeing a lot of employers ghosting um, candidates. And so it's very sad to me if we have this labor shortage, let's up our game employers, let's communicate.
0: Yeah, you know, Amy, it's interesting you say that because um, I have had so many friends and colleagues say to me, that um you know they would finally get an interview after they sent their resume and by the deadline here's back 3 months later they have a couple interviews don't hear anything back and then another 3 months they're trying to offer them a job and they're like i've already taken a new position i'm not so it's interesting you say yeah that. yeah so um and especially in this job market because it's not your grandfather's uh, workforce anymore, and it's cutthroat, and we're on a global platform, so I agree with you.
1: Oh, okay. absolutely. With you saying global platform, Teddy, that's another trend that I'm seeing that I'd love just to chat about real quick. Is Sure. Um, I am noticing because another benefit of the pandemic was that we have escalated the global workforce. And so, although I am based in Michigan, I have clients all over the U.S., But I have, you know, clients from Michigan who are searching for roles in Maine and Colorado and California because they can do those now remotely and visit the home site a couple of times a year.
0: Yeah, I I just, I think it's interesting. So, okay, let me ask, since we're talking about clients and that stuff, let me ask you, Amy, what do you believe is the number one mistake that individuals are making Uh, in this ever-changing job market. What should they be doing that they are not doing? What are you seeing that people should be doing and they're just missing the mark on?
1: Okay, I'm gonna answer your question, but before I do that, Teddy, I'm gonna apologize to all of society because (laughs) it's our fault that we have created this. The number one, we have been taught that resumes are a regurgitation of experiences. And that's not what a resume is at all. A resume is a narrative or story about where we want to go in the future. So the biggest blunder is just spewing out, doing that cut and paste thing from your job description because unless you wanna see in the exact same thing you've been doing, that's all you're gonna get from it. And so you need to look at your lived experiences use that experience and create narrative about where you want to go. I like that. And I like the idea when you said apologize,
0: I laughed because Lisa was like, damn it. Nobody apologizes on this podcast. (laughs) I love that. I
1: feel a lot of responsibility (laughs) around career development and all the fallacies and myths that we have perpetuated throughout history.
0: Yeah. I love that. Can you repeat for our listeners? what their resume should look like. I love the idea um, that you're saying, you know, we're so used to the people go to job centers and uh, career service centers and they do chronological, you know, that type of stuff. So say that again about what the resumes actually are.
1: Yep. So resumes should not be regurgitations of the past. They should be narratives for where you want to go in the future.
0: I love that. Thank you, my friend. I think that's profound. Okay. So what's new or up and coming trends are you seeing now, Um, you know, for the career job seeking world? What should we, so if our listeners are saying, you know, I love what Amy's saying, I want to go look for a new job. What should they be aware of? What's changing in your opinion on the way uh, employers are reaching out or the way people are reaching out to employers for employment? I mean, so do you think there's anything that's really changed Yes, we're on a uh, remote platform, and, but do you think there's anything our listeners should know uh, to, they should have in their arsenal of tools and resources before looking for a new position?
1: Absolutely. Uh, the arsenal is what I call the power of 10. Who are 10 people that you know? It could be family members, it could be friends, former colleagues, it could be your favorite person, your favorite barista at the coffee shop. Who do you know that you can share with and say, hey, I'm in a career search. This is kind of what I'm looking for. If you hear of something, can you let me know? Um, I have used the power of 10 for over 20 years. On average, uh, six of those 10 individuals will um, send um, job openings or make connections with you. And then those second level connections, at least three of those will make um, connections for you as well. So it expands your network with very little effort. You know, what's interesting is, um, as you're
0: saying that, uh, back in the day, you know, as you know, I'm a certified career coach, back in the day, we called that a broadcast letter. Do you remember that? Where you just, you send it to companies, you would pick 10 top of your where you would want to work, 10 or five yep. or 10 companies, <clears throat> excuse me. And you would send the, a letter introducing yourself, even if they didn't have a job opening.
1: Yep. So that's yep.
0: old school. We're going old school there.
1: Yep. So this is a little bit of a flip. Instead of broadcasting the companies, you're reaching out to people in your personal circle. Because as we know, social capital is important. And so if you create a A tribe of 10 people who are now word of mouth advertisers for you, you now have 10 people doing those, uh, the broadcast letters of of the past for you now in a very personal way. Okay. So Amy, since we're talking about that, I don't know if
0: you've seen this. I know you and I are big LinkedIn users. And I don't know if you've seen this. I've seen a trend where people are putting on their profiles, they actually create a post where they're telling people they're looking for work. Have you, I've seen that a lot lately. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's your thoughts on it? I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Let me know that you're out there because it's expanding the network. I personally um, have reached out to a couple of folks and said, hey, I know someone that's I'd love to do an introduction for you. One of the things that creates happiness for so many humans is our ability to give back to someone. And when somebody posts that, I get to help people, two people. I get to help the person I'm, I noticed the post from, but then also whoever I know who has that need.
0: Yeah, you know, and I was thinking as you're saying that it does pay to advertise, right? I mean, yeah. you gotta get out there. Okay, my friend, we're gonna get deep here. Amy, what do you love best about what you do and what would you change?
1: What do I love best? I love best when I am working with somebody, which is most of my clients, if they're seeking out a career or life coach where they're not feeling great about themselves. And you can just see the confidence boosting and the imposter gremlins melting away through our time together and seeing that resurrected, that beautiful person come alive. So that is my favorite thing. Uh, What I would change, uh, to be quite honest, is, some of the people out there doing the same type of work I do in coaching, Teddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I feel badly saying this, but oftentimes I will have individuals that approach me. I actually had a client I worked with this morning. And really, we are just reworking and redoing everything. she pre- Someone she previously worked with essentially cut and pasted information that that individual provided. And so we're starting from scratch. And so I I recommend if you are looking for a career life coach, do the research, because as we know, in every field, there's there are people who are incredible at their game. They want to get to know you. And then there's other folks that are just in there for the buck. Exactly. And that's great advice. Because,
0: you know, I've had to reach out to people in the past and remind them that um, ethically, they can immorally, they cannot say they're a certified career coach or certified life coach if they're not one. And right. So I love the idea. Great advice, listeners. What Amy just said, I'm going to reiterate that to do your research, make sure you know, ask for references and find out who they've worked with and ask other people. So I love that. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm going to ask you this is one of Lisa and I's favorite questions to ask all of our guests. What advice would you give 20 year old Amy, or what life lessons would you share with her that you've picked up along the way? Now go back to 20 year old Amy, you know. Yeah, we were all a hot mess, a hot mess 20 years ago. Oh,
1: absolutely. My advice is shut your mouth, Amy. (laughs) Shut <laughs> your mouth, uh, learn how to use your ears. Um, I would say 20 years or 20 year old Amy listen to respond instead of listening to hear. And I, I just, I could have saved myself probably a lot of struggle if I would have just shut my mouth and listened a little bit more, uh, for what was happening around me.
0: Yeah, you know, um, i mean, have you repeat that because you know I rip off that uh, saying, the one about uh, listen to respond, uh, mm-hmm. listen to hear, say it again for
1: us. Uh, listen to hear, not to respond. I
0: love that. And I know you presented that, you said that last year at the 2021 Professionals Leadership Lab. And I use it all the time. I think it's some of the best advice. I also would tell myself to sh- self to shut the hell up a long way A lot of a <laughs> lot of other people would agree. So oh my gosh, I've had so much fun with you. But as we prepare to wrap up here, is there any final words or anything you want to share with our listeners? Or do you have any events or trainings coming up we should know about?
1: Uh so last words of advice um I would like to leave is you are a freaking rock star. Your lived experiences, imposter gremlins may be telling you otherwise, but every person on this earth is a rock star. And I believe in you. Um, so believe in yourself. It might take a little bit of work. And then for upcoming events, uh I am a a board member for the Michigan Career Development Association. We have a conference next Friday uh, in Grand Rapids at Ken ISD. And then recently I have been blessed with a partnership with Home Flats Apartment Communities in Grand Rapids and Holland. And they're allowing me to present on different topics for them uh, twice a month for their residents and area community members. And next week, we will be posting um, my our next event together will be teaming imposter syndrome on May 26th, And it's going to be a virtual option. So it's open to all of your listeners throughout the world, Teddy. Awesome. And you know, will that
0: be on your website? Because I'm going to post and add all of your social media platforms as well. So if uh, they okay, and do you want to say your website right now, just in case somebody wants to write it down?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Teddy, it is e3coachingstudio.com.
0: e3coachingstudio.com. Amy, my friends is the real deal. Um, And you know how much I adore you and so grateful you're here with me today. So Thank you again, my friend, for joining me today on the podcast and sharing all this great information. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I did, Teddy, always. Awesome. Okay, so we have to insert sad clown music here as our time, unfortunately, (laughs) is coming to an end. Yes, I'm a clown, a big clown. But you can stay connected with us by liking our Facebook page and following us on Instagram and Twitter, which Lisa and I will, uh, in full transparency, we suck at following up on. But um, anyway, nonetheless, it would be great to have you follow us and maybe you can give us some pointers and help us along the way. You can also head on over to TLRealTalk.com to learn how you can connect with us, stay informed, and how to catch up on past episodes. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. And remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep it real.